0: Suss presents.
1: I think ultimately when we start a business or anything to do with social mission you have to know why you're doing it that drive is what keeps you going it's not about the business per se but definitely that's important but ultimately as a founder you have to know yourself why are you doing this and what are you doing this for who do you hope to impact in the future I think that's more important that will help drive you not just you your company and all your employees under you to be able to go further than what we actually can achieve so it's really thinking about that big idea Seeing that the vision is what we want to resolve, the problem that we want to resolve, is more important than us as individuals. And that's what keeps all of us collectively together with that same mindset that we want to make a change.
0: Everyone loves a good story. Finding opportunity in adversity, overcoming the odds and making a difference. And that's the theme of our series, Silver Linings, a show where we celebrate stories of social impact Shared by students, alumni, faculty members, and special guests of the Singapore University of Social Sciences. Welcome to Silver Linings. I'm Ellen Gouel, Head of Entrepreneurship Program at the Center for Experiential Learning at SSS. Today, we are speaking with two SSS students and inspiring tech entrepreneurs with a social mission in their 20s. Janine Koh, Co-Founder of Nino News, and Raina Loy, Co-Founder and CEO of Lumitix. Today, we'll be discussing about social impact and specifically about the effectiveness of doing good through entrepreneurship. Welcome, Janine and Raina. Thanks so much for coming today and joining me here today. How has it been?
2: Well, thanks for having me. Alan, it's been a while since we we last spoke. So yeah, really looking forward to spending time and just catching up today. COVID has obviously, I mean, hit everybody hard, right? I think we're just really trying to make the best of what we have right now. and just hoping and praying that things would get better. Get better, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah Thanks for having me too, I Elena. Mean, I think for now, even with COVID, I think we're just trying to be positive here as well. Since you're both
0: running tech startups with a social mission, could you tell me a bit more about the business you're doing and how you came about it?
2: So Lumitix works with hotels, airlines to help them tackle their food waste. Food waste is one of the most overlooked environmental problems. And the main reason why hotels, airlines and large commercial kitchens find it hard to tackle their food waste and reduce it effectively is because they often lack visibility of it. It's very challenging for a chef to tackle uh, food waste in his kitchen when they don't even know how much food waste they're throwing away and when this waste is being generated. So what we do, our solution is essentially a smart IoT tracking solution that gives chefs visibility of their food waste. We track that using our smart dustbin, and essentially the data we collect acts as a feedback loop to then highlight certain areas where chefs can reduce their food waste.
1: Right, and Nino you know, News, what we do essentially is that we curate and we summarise real-world content and information for preschool children. So we target the preschools themselves. Uh, why we decided to actually work on this is because of the fact that I myself am an educator, so I have seen quite a few issues in the education space with regards to uh, preschoolers. So an example was like one of my children actually asked me a question, he was six years old, he actually asked me one day, he said, there is a general election ongoing. So why does my mummy and daddy have to take off to go and vote? You know, what is this voting for? So it got me thinking as an educator, you know, hmm, how do I explain this to my young child? And I tried to go online to search for information, YouTube, any of this content online. But I found out that in fact, there was no such content available to these young children and no such content that can enable us teachers to actually be able to, Teach these children about such information, so that got me thinking. Hmm, maybe you know this SAS platform can actually come in to really help empower educators to be able to teach children such information about the real world. Essentially,
0: awesome! Thanks so much. It's amazing to hear about these stories, you know, because um, you know what I love about you both is that you're so young and you're taking entrepreneurship as a real life uh, challenge. I still remember how you came then to the uh, Medan run right, to figure out whether Indonesia is your market. Um, where you had Nino News already. You uh, started the Alibaba Cloud, SSS Entrepreneurship Program. And congrats also for getting funding. <laughs> so it's great to see how you are now really in that domain that I feel you really belong to. You know, early childhood, it's your major. It's really your passion. You have so many insights, so much network as well, right? And now you're trying to make a change here. Right. We're really proud of you. So. Thank you. Definitely our poster girl. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. And Reina, you've always been our poster boy, <laughs> right? You have started entrepreneurship really at SSS. Actually, if you think about it, you were the first one doing your entrepreneurial work attachment. Mm-hmm. That's really uh, one of the reasons why we started a six-month full-time program where we can allow people like you, yourself, to actually build a company full-time within six months, right? And count it towards the uh, graduating requirement. And then you also joined our very first entrepreneurship boot camp you got funded. So it's amazing to see how you have also tackled that space of um, food waste, right? And really create impact and to make a change in the world. Mm. So, so we are really, really glad to see people like you who take SUS as a social mission as well. Yeah. So maybe you can share with us why is this work actually meaningful to you?
2: I think food waste is one of the most overlooked environmental problems in the world. There's a lot of good work being done in other areas, you know, in plastic, uh, water, and stuff like that. And all those are great. But I personally feel, and this was when I first started about three years ago, not much is being done for food waste. Um, I've certainly been encouraged, I think over the last three years, there's been a lot more work that's going into it. But I still think that it's one of the largest overlooked sort of environmental problem. And its effects and consequences are massive. Globally, we throw away about one6 billion tonnes. When I first started about three years ago, the data then was 1.3 billion tonnes. I think last year, the Boston Consulting Group published an updated report, and they reported that now we're throwing away 1.6 billion tonnes. So that's just a crazy amount of waste that we throw away each year. And being wasteful is one thing, but there are massive environmental impacts to that. So food waste, for those of our listeners who are not so aware, not so much in Singapore, but other parts of the world, food waste actually gets sent to landfill. And on top of you know, taking space and whatnot, the reason why it's harmful to the environment is because it releases methane gas, which is 25 times more harmful than your normal sort of carbon dioxide, which we all know. Um, it's a really harmful sort of greenhouse gas already. So you just imagine methane, which is 25 times more harmful, the amount of environmental impact that has on our planet. And the most frustrating thing about food waste is that it's actually a problem that can be solved. And we have the technology today to actually tackle it and to make an impact. I think that's one of the reasons why I think I'm so passionate about it, mostly because it's really impacting our environment, and it's just really a problem that can be easily tackled.
1: I think for Nino News, actually, in in some sense, like what actually um, Rainer mentioned about, you know, SOS has helped us in a lot of ways. Essentially, I think also my course has helped me in many ways, in a sense whereby they've helped me to um, be able to expand my thought process and understanding about my industry as well. In fact, there's this UN Sustainability Goal, called Goal Number 4, which is to ensure quality education for all children worldwide. So I think why I'm so passionate about what I do Essentially, is because we hope to help kids in the future who are not able to access the proper curriculum or resources. So in some sense, we hope our platform can come in to help and aid these schools, not just preschools in the future, but schools. Schools in general that will need help in terms of their curriculum or pedagogy. You know, We can have a board of advisors as well that come in to ensure that our platform is quality, the content we produce is quality. And ultimately, that is the vision for our business. And that's why we are really passionate about what we do me and my team and we do see that in some time definitely not now but in the near future it will be a huge possibility with our platform Mm. Mm.
2: just to pick up on something that janine mentioned uh if any of our listeners are thinking about starting your own company (laughs) and thinking about what sort of problem should i be working on and and maybe you want to work on something that's very meaningful i think you don't need to look any further than the un sustainable development goals Mm. Uh, the UN has outlined many goals, mm-hmm. which are really, really global and like, really huge global problems. Issues. And for us at Lumetix, we're tackling goal number 12 and 13. So responsible consumption and production and climate action. Those are the two goals that we're tackling. And uh, But yeah, there's so much work that needs to go into all the other goals. And yeah, I encourage anybody who is thinking about starting a business to look at those sort of problem statements. For those are the ones, in my opinion, are not only really, really worth tackling, but have the potential to really bring about a lot of uh, impact.
1: Especially social impact in that sense, yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's really where uh, being SEO where we really want to add value and actually help entrepreneurs who not only want to build a business, but really build a business that creates impact. Mm. So from your perspectives, what do you think is actually really the difference of building a tech startup with a social mission? compared to um, just any other type of business?
1: I think ultimately, when we start a business or anything to do with social emission, you have to know why you're doing it. That drive is what keeps you going. It's not about the business per se, but definitely that's important. But ultimately, as a founder, you have to know yourself. Why are you doing this? And what are you doing this for? Who do you hope to impact in the future? I think that's more important. That will help drive you, not just you, your company and all your employees under you, to be able to go further than what we actually can achieve. So it's really thinking about that big idea, seeing that that vision is what we want to resolve, that problem that we want to resolve is more important than us as individuals. And that's what keeps all of us collectively together with that same mindset that we want to make a change.
2: Yeah, I don't think I can put that any better, honestly. I mean, those I think are the same exact reasons why I decided to start a company that is focused on tackling a problem that can bring about tangible social mm. and environmental impact. The people I work with at my team, I think we wake up each day knowing that the work that we do is not just going to help increase the valuation of the company, though it, it does. But you know, at the end of the day, when we lay our heads on our pillow, know that we're actually moving the needle in terms of making a difference in the world. And for me, that's meaningful. I think what gets me up each day and what uh, drives me is the fact that I can work on something that is tremendously meaningful. Yeah. I don't think I'll get as excited if I were to wake up and sort of run a F&B restaurant though obviously there's nothing wrong with that but Mm. I mean I think for me personally it would be less meaningful running an F&B sort of retail sort of business as opposed to running a company that tackles a really really big problem and at the same time bring about social and environmental impact.
0: Mm definitely. I think the most important fact here is that there is a higher purpose where right? you're building a business. Mm-hmm. It's not just about uh, making money, which is also important right? to keep your business uh, sustainable, but it's really you have an impact built into your business model. So obviously, as much as you will maximize profit, you will ultimately maximize your impact as well because you're going to go out there, reach out to the world and make sure that you solve the problem that you want to solve. Because we do have a lot of students who kind of misunderstand the whole idea of, uh, you know, social entrepreneurship. Very often we have to explain, look, if you want to start a social enterprise, you need to have sustainable um, financial revenue. It's not possible that you just rely on donations. So, you know, I think we have come a long way also. So in the beginning, I would say we had mainly charities, nonprofits, right, who were trying to do good. And then we have the corporates who have maybe a CSR, you know, corporate social responsibility angle, where they try to maybe spend time or money and eventually then help the charities to do good. But now we have this whole new generation of impact businesses and social entrepreneurs who actually see that there is a potential to scale and that's why I love um, you also saying that you're a tech startup with a social mission because mm. that makes you fundable, investable, mm. scalable. And at the same time, you really solve a huge problem that is worth uh, solving and you maximize impact. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's interesting, I think. Yeah. Uh,
2: so I think that maybe for some of our listeners who may not be as familiar, social enterprises are essentially well, businesses that have what we may sometimes call a triple bottom line. So on top of your normal sort of financial metrics, these companies often also are able to deliver on the social and or environmental metrics also. And it's my belief that, you know, there's nothing wrong with making money. I have a belief that unless we make money, we cannot scale our impact. Mm -hmm. So to put it very, very simply, right, if Lumetix does not have sound, unique economics, meaning to say for every, say, device or you know, we deploy in the field every hotel that we work with, if we are losing money on that, we can dream of helping kitchens in the US or in Europe. Whereas if we can actually have a business model where we are making money and we have good unique economics on every single client that we work with, we can reinvest those profits into scaling the business and to then also impacting kitchens in the US and Europe and rest of Asia. And... Yeah, so it's my personal belief that the only way that we can really scale our impact, the only way where we can achieve and move the needle in our mission is that we have sound financials and it's a sustainable sort of business. Um, just to give another example, Tesla, the US car uh, maker company, well, most people don't consider them a, a car company. I certainly don't. Mm, um, by Elon Musk, Elon right? Musk, right, yeah. Mm. Their mission is to accelerate the world's transition to sustainable transport. I personally think that they are a social enterprise in that sense because they're bringing about real tangible environmental impact trying to transition ICE vehicles, internal combustion engine vehicles to electric and with that just really trying to make transport more sustainable and Elon has done a fantastic job actually making that business profitable that is every car that they sell, they're actually making money of that and that accelerates his business ability to then scale in terms of their manufacturing, produce more cars each year so that more internal combustion engine cars can be transitioned to electric vehicles.
1: Mm, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think to put it in simpler terms for um, Reena, I think essentially if you cannot help yourself, you cannot help others. Mm. Um, that's the most important thing. So ultimately, even as we start up as a company, it's really important that we find ways to ensure that we generate revenue. Then therefore, can we go out there and help others in need? So that's the most important thing for any involving startup, essentially. Mm,
0: Definitely, definitely. I'm glad that you mentioned this example, right? Because I think um, the electric car vehicle has done to uh, the combustion engine. I can see uh, some people also have uh, published about it is that there are similar signs that are actually now happening in the education industry. Because we have online learning now as a technology that will keep on improving, improving, improving. And we, you see all these different players. The market is almost getting crowded, right? With all your, from Udemy to um, Coursera, mm. LinkedIn Learning. Microsoft uh, is now selling um, education online. and. Um, Howard is expanding, offering online courses. So it's really interesting to see the signs and to find out how education is also going to change in the future, right? And where can we create an impact then to really help our children to learn better and to improve, right? So on that perspective, when we talk about uh, triple bottom line as well, what would you say is really
1: your measures of success I think in terms of the education sector, the most important thing ultimately is um, the social benefit, the kids, what do they gain out from it? So I think as you mentioned earlier on, you know, there are many conglomerates out there that are actually really running their own education. For example, Google came out with their own platform as well. So the Coursera, like you mentioned, Udemy, and it's huge. you know. And I think ultimately for Nino News, what we're trying to achieve here is something more for preschoolers, for children of younger age. So as you see now with COVID, there's this thing whereby every child now they are more inclined to use virtual Zoom, for example, to conduct their lessons. Teachers are actually more willing to do so now. So I think this is a great time for us to come in, in that virtual aspect, to help teachers, help principals see that there's this need for such a product, and ultimately it would actually benefit their children in the long run. So I think this COVID, in some sense, has impacted many businesses for sure, but I think for the educational sector, it's given us a brand new eye-opener to see that, in fact, learning can occur online, not just face to face, but online learning could be the next thing, and we could not be just looking at just our children in our own class, but internationally, mm. globally. You know, can we help children mm. from, let's say, the United States, or maybe even third world countries like you know Afghanistan, places like that? So I think for education-wise, we are moving towards a global forefront. I think this is a very exciting journey ahead for us.
2: I think for me, how we sort of measure success and the sort of key metrics that we look at would be. Obviously, amount of food waste that we have reduced in tonnes and then converting that into the equivalent of carbon emissions that have been avoided and number of meals that have been saved and also, of course, how much dollars and cents that we have saved our partners. So I would guess like, those would be the key metrics we sort of look at. On a more sort of personal level for me, to me, being successful just basically means so long as I'm pursuing something that I absolutely love and enjoy, I am successful. That's my personal definition. Mm. And I think that we all have to sort of define this for ourselves, what success looks like to us. I'm deeply passionate about what I call alternative narratives to success. So anytime I get an opportunity to speak on Foodways or on my entrepreneurship journey, I love to talk about this because I think for many of us growing up in the Singapore sort of education system, we've been fed a narrative on what success looks like. And I think for many of us, we've just sort of gone on the autopilot sort of route where success means this, success means that. It's a very narrow definition. I'm of the person who believe that we all need to define success for ourselves because we're all different. Mm. Uh, and I think the sooner we're able to do that, the sooner we'll be happier. Mm. So okay. actually, really, for me, the key metric I look at for success is how happy I am. Mm. Yeah, Great. And uh, for me, I'm most happy when I'm pursuing something I absolutely love and enjoy, Mm. which is why I decided not to continue with my university education, at least for now, uh, to sort of put that on hold because um, sitting in a finance module and crunching numbers on Excel was not giving me much happiness. uh, But running a company and going out there and making impact is. So, yeah.
0: Mm, Amazing, amazing. Because um, really what SSS is trying to help here also is that we want to support entrepreneurs who have a social mission. So we are in the business, if you will, of creating entrepreneurs to do social good. And what I really find quite impressive about what's happening currently in the startup scene, you can see more and more investors who are actually looking now for impact, right? So impact investing is a huge uh, trend, I think. And maybe you've heard also about uh, the news that BlackRock, one of the largest PE companies, private equity companies, actually now stopped investing in fossil fuel-related businesses because they really see anything climate, like climate risk is investment risk. And uh, they have now committed 100% of their portfolio, several billions, to ESG, um, environmental social uh, governance-related businesses. But you know what I find interesting is that since, you know, you have these trends showing that impact investing is more or less a given. You know, your business should not just make money. It has to have impact in its core. I think that we will see this trend in future much more. Um, We will also see, I think, more startups going in this direction just because we have at the other side the consumers who are more conscious. Consumers are, especially I think millennials, Gen Z, who really want not just to consume, but consume responsibly. For SUSS, we launched our SSS Venture Builder to uh, really help students, uh, graduates, at an early stage to build companies. We are focusing on domains where we have strong expertise in, like gerontology, elderlies, um, early childhood, then there is sustainability, fintech, blockchain, Uh, mental health and um, it's great to see how even our faculty since we are an applied um, university how they come up with problem statements validated by the industry because our thinking is really it's so hard to come up with a problem from scratch so I would be curious actually to hear from yourself about what you think that entrepreneurs um, should focus on in terms of impact uh, businesses what do you think are the areas we will see growth in future. Uh, what are the domains really where you feel your generation has a high potential of uh, succeeding?
2: Yeah, so maybe I'm biased, but uh, I really, really do think that a lot more work needs to go into tackling food waste. So the way I'm seeing it right now is that for food waste, the problem food waste, there are three categories of solutions. There is the recycling. So, you know, companies uh, build machines that turn food waste into compost. I think that's a fairly well-established sort of category. There are a lot of organizations and charities that also try to do what we call redistribution. So redistributing food that would otherwise go to waste and redistributing it to those who need it. And then there's the third category, which is the category we, uh, Lumetix is playing in, which is prevention. And this category is, in my opinion, a lot more work needs to go into this. So globally, there are only maybe two other companies in the world that are doing exactly the same thing as us well, not exactly, but remotely close, and, well, food waste is a huge problem, so call me biased, but I personally think that food waste is a problem that I encourage uh, people to look at. When I get invited to speak about my business, I often tell people, please copy me, because, like, there's really so much to go around. I mean, Lumatics can't work with every single hotel in Asia, nor can we work with every single airline in the world, nor can we work with every single cruise ship company. I think there's a lot, a lot of room for multiple players, and competition drives innovation, and At the end of the day, if we reduce more food waste, the real winner will be Mother Earth. And when Mother Earth wins, I win also.
0: You've been listening to Silver Linings. You may find the next part of this episode on suss.edu.sg slash podcast or on your preferred podcast listening platform.